cliffcentral.com. It's time for one of those things that we look forward to every year, and this is on a Monday. It's what we do when we check in with Dr. Hanan, who is, of course, our resident shrink, and uh, he's here to tell us that it's going to be okay on this Monday morning with Dr. Hanan Bushkin, renowned psychologist, head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic in Johannesburg. And we have uh, a situation that we want to have resolved here. I'm going to talk to uh, Ethan, who got in touch with us, and he's going to speak to Dr. Hanan. We'll find out exactly what it is that Ethan needs solved. Dr. Hanan, how are you? Hey, guys. How are you guys? Good. I mean, we missed you last week. Mm-hmm. I, I was away, but it was a public holiday anyway. It feels like it uh, feels like a long time when you have that one week that you miss out. So, first of all... Absolutely. First of all, it's nice to see you again. And we've got Ethan on the line. Now, he's um, he, he sent us an email. He said, I've got a lot of anger towards the socioeconomic condition in our country, especially in Cape Town. I find myself experiencing rage, which I think a lot of South Africans feel a lot of the time. These outbursts are most concerning to me because I'm starting to ruin my relationship with my family. Recently, I began to find strength in my loneliness. However, it would be great to have some advice from Dr. Hanan on how to better channel the rage when I feel it creeping up on me. So, I mean, Dr. Hanan, it goes without saying that for Ethan to admit this is a huge step. Most people who experience these kinds of outbursts never actually even look in the mirror and figure out what they're doing and why it's wrong. So, I mean, Ethan, first of all, well done on that front, dude. And... um, it, it's tough to acknowledge these things. I'm glad that you, you sent us an email. I'm going to hand you over to the good doctor. How's it? Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Lovely to meet you guys. Nice to have you hey, on. Hey, Ethan. How's it, man? All right. I don't know good, if it's good. just me, but I can't see you. Uh, I, oh, I can I see you and I can hear you. We, we, we can oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah, we can see and hear you. And can you hear Dr. Hanan? Yeah, I can hear. Him. All right. Yeah. Well, then you know what right. this. I mean, this is a podcast as well as as being uh, live yeah. on YouTube. So let, let's just uh, pretend for a moment. If we all close our eyes, that we can still get the story, get the gist of it. So tell us. You wrote this this email, which I think is so honest. I mean, dude, a lot of us experience all kind of rage, all kinds of rage. And I see you sitting there now, and you're smiling, and you don't seem to be a very angry, angry person. But um, Doctor Hanan, this is not unusual, right? Well, it's not. It's definitely not unusual. Of course, the fact that he recognizes his own emotions—that's uh, that's already a great start. So, Ethan, maybe tell me, like, uh, give me a bit more context in terms of what and how have you always had this issue? Is it kind of been uh, exacerbated by COVID? Uh, what what is it that you're going through right now? Well, um, right now, the last three months of my life have been quite um, productive. Let's say um, from a fitness point of view and from a mental health point of view been working on myself a lot but there are still a few let's say questions i have um let's 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 kind of start it off like so is it okay to to get angry you know every once in a while would you how would you answer that question hmm. i think we just we just lost dr hanani's coming back in now. sorry the capacity to feel and we should have the capacity to feel all emotions we, when somebody comes to me in my practice and says, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm anxious, I'm insecure, I feel incredible amount of guilt, I'm sad, I'm depressed, um, to uh, maybe as somebody else, you go, well, those are bad feelings. But before you judge, there's something that we have to take a very, uh, we have to be cognizant of, cognizant of, and that is all feelings are designed to protect you. 
So if I'm confronted by a lion, I need to feel anxious so I can fight or flight. If I take a kid that's get bullied at school and the kid will start feeling depressed and you go, well, why is depression so healthy? Well, depression is healthy because it makes the kid start to withdraw, build a guard, maybe move away from school or maybe go to another school and that helps the kid survive. All emotions are designed to help you cope and survive when they, when they work appropriately. But when emotions come up that actually serve no purpose, they don't make you better, they don't make you evolve, they don't help you survive, that is when it's a problem. So to answer your question, anger is incredibly useful in the right context, in the right situation. In the wrong situation, it's incredibly destructive, certainly to other people and definitely to yourself for sure. Okay. Thanks. Um, that's, I thought it was a really good answer. Um, I have another <laughs> sort of like a situation that I want to paint out because um, let's, let's take last year, for instance. Last year, uh, this is when this problem was very prominent in, in my life. And um, I had a couple of outbursts. Um, there was sort of um, alcohol involved as well. It sort of serves as a catalyst to, towards it. Um, so, Slowing down drinking, I still enjoy drinking every now and then. It's definitely helped me um, from an anger point of view. But uh, last week, Wednesday, um, I actually went out for a run. So I live, I live in Cape Town or Brackenfell, uh, which is in the, the northern suburbs of the Western Cape or Cape Town. And um, as I was jogging, I saw a woman get knocked by a car and literally fly, let's say, three to five meters up in the air. Um, like a whole body sort of somersaulted and she landed straight on her back. And um, I was quite worried. Uh, I thought she was probably um, unconscious or something along those lines. Uh, but she she then proceeded to like slightly um, get up slowly. Um, you know, she, she looked around, um, obviously in shock. And uh, I approached the situation. Um, I don't know, it was like my first, uh, instinct to to just approach it, and I kind of told the driver to to get out of a car, um, and I could see she wanted to just drive off. Um, she had like probably no intention of of stopping, um, and but she couldn't because the woman was in front of her car. Um, so I kind of I raised my voice and I could feel myself getting angry, and I repeated myself, you know, get out of your car, get out of your car, get out of your car. Um, eventually she rolled down a window. Um, I kind of wanted to, to get her to take her to the ER so that she could just get assessed and, or I don't know, just figure out if she's okay. Because in that moment, even you won't feel anything because adrenaline's just pumping, right? She just got hit by a car. Um, she was very resistant to, to get out of a car, but eventually she did. Um, then she proceeded to argue that she's more like worried about a car than the woman. So this is where... I was actually quite surprised with myself because normally this is where I lose it and I start swearing and I start insulting people. Um, however, uh, it wasn't the case. I tried to, to control myself, but I did still insult her. Um, I called her disgusting. Um, and um, it's sort of in the way that she approached the, the situation. I, I wanted her to, to take it to the ER and I thought that would be a more humane response, let's say. Um, um, however, she... She disagreed and eventually went our separate ways. And I was in a situation now where I felt, okay, stay with the woman, check out if she's all right. 
eventually a man pulled over, saw the whole thing and, and kind of assisted us. So hmm. in the end, everything worked out. But um, how, how would you approach uh, a situation like that? You know, is it wrong for me to insult someone when I, I feel like they're doing really like, you know, something wrong? Um, I don't know. It was, uh, how, how would you assess that situation? So, Ethan, um, I want to, I don't know if you ever heard, uh, I've said it a couple of times uh, on the show, a principle that I live by, I call it the coin theory. Imagine this, you wake up every morning and you've got 100 units of energy, 100 coins. Spend those coins wherever you wish. Once those coins are up, your body goes, good night, and you wake up the next morning with another 100 coins. The problem is when you run out of coins by two o'clock in the afternoon, sure, you still have eight hours to go before you go to bed, but now you're running at a deficit. And then something has to give your health, your resiliency, your mental well-being, your ability to pick up on opportunity. And your job is to be very stingy and very cognizant and very aware and very smart in terms of where you spend your coins. Hmm. You can be, uh, you can be speaking to somebody and you're starting off at 20 coins and two minutes later you're at 80 coins and you feel alive, you feel really good, it makes you better. You can be starting or you can start at 80 coins, you can speak to somebody for two minutes and suddenly you're at zero and you feel depleted and you need a rest. Some people, places, things deplete you of these coins and some people, places, things, they enhance or increase your number of coins. Now, the number one question that I get asked is, Hanan, how do I know where I should be investing my coins. And I'll say this, and this is very, very important for everybody that's listening, but Ethan, specifically for you and your question, value can only be assessed against the context of a goal. Value can only be assessed against the context of a goal. And I've used this analogy before, but Ethan, if I ask you, for example, if I phone you up and I say, I want to ask for your advice, should I take a bus? Should I take a car? Should I drive? Should I swim? Should I fly? What has the most amount of value? You are going to ask me right back, well, where are you going? And if I say to you, well, don't worry about where I'm going. Don't worry about the end goal. What has the most amount of value? You're going to say to me, well, I can't help you. Value can only be assessed against the context of where you're going. What's the goal? Goal first, strategy second. Goal first, strategy second, but people just set strategies. They just go along for the ride and they hope that they will get somewhere. Well, they certainly get somewhere, but wherever they end up is where the universe decided, not necessarily with them, where they decided themselves. So the mistake and the reason why people don't set goals is because one, people don't want to fail because once you set a goal, there's room for error and there's room for failure. Once you set a target, you might miss it. And the second reason why people don't want to set goals is because it requires, it comes with sacrifice. Wanting something requires you to let go of something else. So to answer your question more specifically, is it right or wrong to do anything? Well, my next question to you is, so basically you're asking me, should I take a bus or should I take a car? What's right? I'm saying, well, hold on. What's the goal? Does it enhance? Does it get you closer to the goal or does it get you further away from your own personal goals? Whatever strategy you use, if it gets you closer to your goal, then it's good. And if it gets you further away from the goal, then it's bad, irrespective of how you feel. I've said this many times as well. Children base their decisions on how they feel 
adults base their decision on where their services the goal. Hmm. Goal first, strategy second. So is it right or wrong? Well, ask yourself, what is the goal and how are my actions in service of that goal? Okay, wow. Yeah. Um, lovely uh, sort of uh, model for, for thinking. Um, uh, I, I have I sort wanna, of one more question. Can I, yeah? just, can yeah. I throw something in here, Doc? Because there's something that, that happened at the Oscars last night that kind of re, it, it relates to this rage thing that Ethan wants to talk about. Will Smith runs up on stage because Chris Rock makes a joke about his wife and he smacks him in the face and then, you know, goes and sits down and says, you know, keep my wife out of your fucking mouth. And he says this twice and he's angry. And this is on a, on a public stage but at the Oscars. You couldn't get more public than this. And later on, he wins the Oscar and he's all like contrite and, you know, apologetic. And I shouldn't have done that. Love makes you do crazy things, he says. But this is also an outburst of rage. This is also where someone says and does something because of emotion. It's not, yeah, it's not yeah. an excuse. It, it, it does more damage to his personality than it does good, right? Well, well, I mean, I actually saw the video this morning. I don't believe for one second that was uh, that wasn't put on. Uh, he's a master actor, really. And there's no way, there's no ways. Really, Even, <laughs> absolutely, it was so put on. But it served the goal. I mean, we're all talking about it. The Oscars got X amount of ratings. Uh, Will Smith is and Chris Rock are now they they're in our mouths. They're on our TV screens. I mean, it, it served the goal. It certainly didn't take anything away from it. So it didn't become Will Smith more controversial. I mean, it didn't get to that point, you know, where it wasn't like Will Smith and his family were squeaky clean in terms of their behavior, in terms of where they're at. So it didn't, it didn't, it didn't do them any damage. All that did is just created more rating. I don't believe it was, it was all natural. But anyway, but if it was, well, did it service the goal? That's what I would ask. Did it service the ultimate goal? And I think it did. I think it did. Okay, well, that's that's interesting because I was thinking it probably did uh, do some damage to his reputation. But if you're saying that, then maybe it's a well thought through plan to just bring ratings to the Oscars. I mean, that makes it more cynical than anything. Uh, Completely. But do you think Will Smith? Do you think Will Smith is worse worse off now than he was before he, he smacked Chris Rock? Well, in terms of his image, maybe, maybe not. I mean, this is an interesting question. Look, uh, mm. you, you had one more question, and we've got like a couple of, of seconds here. So go ahead, Ethan. It's your it's your chance of the doctor. This is your free therapy. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I just wanted to ask: uh, Are there any other techniques? Like I know you described this coin method now, uh, or the value system attached to your to your goals. Um, are there any other um, things that you use in your life to? to calm yourself down uh, where you, when you feel yourself getting angry where it won't benefit, benefit your goal? Yeah, for sure. So even another just um, human psychology is that we all have a deep need to close loops to make sense of our world. The moment something doesn't make sense, that is when we start feeling all sorts of feelings. And also some people feel anxious when they can't make sense of their world. Other people feel frustrated. Other people feel angry. Other people have a panic attack. Other people feel sad. We all have a need to close a loop. And I'll give you an analogy. If a two-year-old, let's say you take a, t a toy away from a two-year-old, naturally you've left the loop open for them. In their minds, it doesn't make sense. I want that toy and you've taken it away from me. Mm. So what do they do? They start screaming and shouting. 
how do you quiet the kid down? Well, you don't quiet the kid down by having a reasonable conversation with the child about why you've taken the toy away. You distract them with something else. You distract them with a shinier toy, a toy that makes more noise, a, to a toy that has more lights. And suddenly you close a loop in their mind, but with an area that they can control. So in our lives, it's exactly the same thing. We've got to do adult version. An adult version is don't focus on things that you cannot control. Focus on the shiny toys, the toys with the lights that you can control. And even during COVID, we discussed this many times. There are many things that you can control. I mean, you can control your routine. You can control your diet. You can control your exercise. You control the quality of your relationship and communication with the people around you. So people, when people say to me, oh, there's not much I can control, well, maybe just pay a little bit more attention. There's plenty around you that you can control. And the more you focus on things that you can control, your brain now settles down in a state of calmness because it feels that it can predict and control what's coming up next. So focus on things that you can control and let go or don't focus on things that you can't. Hmm. Okay. All right. There's some useful stuff. I mean, listen, we all, uh, we all fall victim to our emotions. There's no one in the history of humanity who's completely been able mm. to master their, their feelings and their emotions at every turn. But I think mm. maybe, you know, Doc, some practical stuff that we can all do too is, is, is find outlets to allow you to, to, to enjoy yourself and also to improve yourself. And then you won't be so, so angry so much of the time. I mean, you know, there are a lot of men carrying around anger and then, Obviously, instead of, you know, doing physical exercise, they go home with this pent-up energy, and that just causes trouble. And there's obviously lots of other uh, more, more complicated scenarios that are developing all over the place. But you've got to have something to do. You've got to have something that, that keeps uh, you busy. Remember we said the more you chase on the outside, the less you chase on the inside, which is right. Right. Very good. All right. Well, Ethan, listen, uh, first of all, congrats, dude, for for being uh, able to, to express yourself on this uh, very, very touchy subject because when, when men admit that they have rage, that very often gets them into a place where they're unpopular with other people. So, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely pleased that you brought this to us, and I'm glad that you got to hear some of the wise words from Dr. Hanan. Oh, thanks, uh, thanks, GC, and uh, God well done, for, for call. No, uh, shame, man. Sorry yeah. about that. No, what, what, what can we do? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. All right. We will, uh, we will return with some more of Dr. Hanan, and it's going to be okay in a couple of days' time. Ethan, thanks very much for participating. We will see you next week, Doc. See you next week, guys. Nice right. to see you. Very good. There you go. Dr. Hanan.